Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Well, uh, here I am today. I am with Jeanette and Liz of Seeking Kombucha. Uh, welcome to the, the podcast. Hi. Hi. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for getting on here. This is kind of, uh, as always lately, uh, impromptu, short, short, no planning, and let's just wing it type thing. So why don't you give our audience a brief overview of how you got started in kombucha and what you guys are doing now, and then I'll throw in questions as we go. Yeah. So we got started um, because I have always had a lot of like stomach issues, um, could never really digest things. Um, and I was introduced to kombucha, um, and started drinking it. And so it was helping my stomach, helping me like be able to process and eat more foods. Um, but the more we started drinking it, the more we realized, um, we started paying more attention to what was in these actual kombuchas we were buying. Um, and it was a lot of like juice and sugar. And we were like, wait a minute, like, why is there so much juice and sugar and they're pasteurized? And um, so then we decided to start making our own um, because we wanted to see what was going into our kombucha. Um, So we use whole fruits to flavor um, instead of juice. um, And this is raw, natural kombucha. Um, So that's kind of a little how we got started. Did I miss anything? So how long have, how long has Seeking Kombucha been in business? Um, in business, officially, it's been about almost two, two years. years. Yeah. Okay, cool. Two years now, but we've been brewing for maybe like four or five four years or five. now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've got a lot of questions about this because my wife tried to brew some at home one time. And, um, <laughs> um, if you don't watch it sometimes. I buy it from the store now. Um, it just didn't work. <laughs> So for health reasons, you got started and then you realized that uh, not all kombuchas are maybe what you think you're buying when you're buying it. Yeah. And so you've, you guys have kind of come up with this whole uh, quality ingredients, knowing what's in the what's in it and all that. So that, that's awesome. I applaud you for that. That's, you know, it's very cool. Yeah, we like to use a lot of the local farmers um, here. So we're supporting the community with that. So you do source uh, as much as you can reasonably from, from local farmers? Awesome. And yeah, I've got lots of questions. So this is just going to bounce around. <laughs> we're going to land the plane, but it's going to be bumpy. So how long is it typically when you're, when you're brewing it? How long is it? And, and then also at what scale are you are you brewing kombucha? I mean, you're not just... Yeah, what size batches are these things? Uh, so we do fairly small um, size batches. Uh, we have about like 30 gallons of batch. Uh, that doesn't seem small. <laughs> I mean, compared to people who are doing like 200 gallon tanks, yeah. okay. uh, this is fairly small <laughs> in okay. comparison. But it generally takes about seven to 10 days um, for the first fermentation process. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then after that, it'll go to a second stage of where we um, flavor that with fruits, um, herbs and spices and all that. Um, So the the first stage is just raw fermentation, basically no, no flavorings. The, the varieties come in the second stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. And how long, I'm sorry, old brain slow. How long was the second stage? 
Uh, the second stage kind of varies, but generally about what two, two to three days, two to three days. Okay. Uh-huh. And then, and then you're bottling it off. Yes. Or you, I saw online, you guys have kegs. Uh, yeah. We do. Yeah. So okay. we do, um, put it in kegs. So we're on tap at a few like breweries, cafes, um, and then also do have bottles um, yeah. for people to take home. Yeah, I saw you've got, I kind of like your Instagram whole, the idea of, you know, sh- showing it where you've been, you know, with the bottle and all of that. That's kind of yeah, cool. We we'll, we'll go, we'll go down that road in a little bit. So are you, so you guys are actually doing the actual bottling and kegging yourselves. You have all the equipment to, to keg stuff. I, I've always been fascinated by kegging. I don't know why. <laughs> it's an interesting process. <laughs> Very well, simple. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? It's really simple. Is it? Yeah. Oh, come on. You don't, you've got to add some mystique to it. What's the, what's the secret? There's got to be some secret to it. Is it really? I mean, so how long does kombucha last in a keg if it's kept under pressure? It's got to be pressurized or is it um, not? So not necessarily. As long as it's kept like cold, um, okay. it should last a while. I mean, we've drank kombucha that's been like three months, four months sitting okay. in the fridge that is still good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just if you like the colder you keep it, the longer it's going to, um, I guess, not ferment as fast because um, kombucha continues to ferment no matter what. Okay. Um, so it does. It does continue to ferment in the bottle, if you will. Okay. Yes. So as okay. the colder you keep it, the slower the fermentation process will be. Okay. But if you leave it out on your counter, it's going to ferment a lot faster than if you were to stick it in your fridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. So you mentioned you're in some local uh, breweries. Uh, drop names. Yeah. Um, the Growler Guys. Um, Lake City. Lake City. Mm-hmm. Edo's um, in, what is it? West Seattle. Oh, Seattle. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Bebop Waffle Shop, also in West, West Seattle. Seattle. Bebop Waffle Shop. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool name. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Minority, uh, or not minority, women, LGBT-owned business. Awesome. Okay. Whereabouts in West Seattle is that? Not to plug them too much, but just out of curiosity. Uh, is I, it in the junction? Which one? We'll have to, we'll have to look this up. You know, I'm not, I'm terrible with directions. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really familiar with West Seattle very well. Um, well, you can't get there because the bridge isn't warping anymore. So yeah. you've got to go to around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite a drive. I don't know. I think it's on um, California Street. California? Okay. So it's probably in the junction area. or Because, yeah. well, California is one of the main drags that runs north, south through West Seattle. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm going to guess it's in the junction. Okay. <laughs> So in our emails back and forth, you made kind of reference, you guys are, are you guys moving to a new production area? Is that, did I read that correctly or? Yeah. So we're, we're moving to this new location because right now we just rent a commercial kitchen space in West Seattle. Um, okay. So now we'll have our own kind of space to brew out of. Um, and then it'll also be like the tap room where we'll have oh. um, like 10 different taps mm-hmm. of kombucha flavors along with a beer um, and cider tap. Uh, oh, very cool. Yeah. And setting that up is easy, you know, cause there's no red tape or any headache, you know, anything like that with, you know, the health department or liquor license or anything, anything like that. It's just easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's <been> a- <laughs> so I see also you guys do a lot of, well, you, 
you might not be doing as much right now, but you were doing a bunch of farmer's markets. Is that kind of where you got started distributing your, your product? Is Did you go the farmer's market route? Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, friends and family were already buying our kombucha from us. Um, and I wanted to just put a fun little logo um, uh-huh. on our bottles when they would come grab some booch from us. So I designed a quick little logo, um, started taking pictures of it and made like an Instagram just for just for fun. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, what was it? Uh, South, Lake the Union. South Lake Union Market actually reached out and was like, hey, I like your Instagram. Um, are you selling? Where are you selling at? Come sell at our market. Um, so then we were like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then we jumped right in. Then that season we ended up with like, what, seven different markets. Yep. So seven different markets. Okay. So where were you that first year where, besides South Lake Union? Um, were you, I think I saw you were in Tacoma and Proctor. That's you, right here, yeah. This year, yeah. This year? Okay. How, how's the Proctor market for you? It's great. Uh, we love it there. Um, okay. It's a great market. Yeah. Rain or shine. It's a great, great market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you done Edmonds? Have you gone up to Edmonds at all? Uh, no. We haven't gone that far. We mostly did like, um, what was it? Lake City, Finney. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at Capitol Hill year round. What's the other okay. place? Magnolia, yeah. Fremont. Um, did you say Capitol Hill? You did. Yeah. Yep. Year round. Mm-hmm. Capitol yes. Hill year round. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very cool. So is that been, has, has, how's, how's your product been received at the farmer's market? I've got some friends that do stuff at the farmer. They've gotten started at the farmer's market and then they branched out into distribution, um, mm-hmm. grocery stores and restaurants and things like that, different type of products. But, um, how do you like doing the farmer's markets? Do you like interacting with the people? I mean, I'm kind of a cranky old guy. I like to sit by myself, but I couldn't do it. Um, but, um they just seem like a great, way for small businesses to get a low cost way of testing the market to see if, if it's going to work. Like if you decide to come up with some, I don't know, come up with some odd kombucha flavor combo, you know, yeah, beaten turnip or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you could at least brew a small batch, try it at the farmer's market. And if, mm-hmm. if they go, Hey, this is great. You could take it off. Yeah. It's have definitely- you guys, have you guys found that to be a, accurate for you too, that, you know, farmer's markets are a good place to get exposure affordably. Yeah, definitely. It's been definitely like a really good experience, I think. Um, and just getting to know our customer base. Um, everyone's always so friendly there. Um, getting to know, like build a relationship with our customers there have okay. been great. Um, and then just having our face in the communities um, has been also helpful. People recognizing us, you know, and coming back, bringing their bottles, um, yeah. yeah, but it's been, it's, I think the farmer's market is definitely a great space for us. Um, we, we like it. Yeah. We love interacting with the customers. I mean, we have customers that'll tell us how their week's been um, and just like how their com- our kombucha help get them through the week or um, okay. so it's, yeah. it's great just talking to customers and just being like, Hey, I'll see you next week. There you go. <laughs> and then, so. And so you guys, do you have a lot of people bringing the bottles back to you? Yeah. Yeah. You got a good, pretty good return rate on that. And it's, yeah. I, I saw somewhere on one of your online profiles, something about you deliver and it's like the milkman. You said it on the part. I just thought that was kind of funny. And yeah. 
Um, yeah. that's a great way to recycle the bottles um, instead of wasting more glass. <laughs> yeah. um, so, how from a from a sanitation and all that? I mean, is it hard? What do you have to do? I mean, I always feel like the health department's always looking at it under a microscope, like, okay, you guys got to do all this. But like when you're recycling or not recycling, but re cleaning up the bottles and all that, what do they require of, of you to do that so that they're quote unquote clean again? Well, we do put it through um, like a three-step process. Yeah. So it goes through uh, a heat um, sanitized, uh, really hot uh, dishwasher. Uh, okay. goes through there, um, gets the heat in there, um, sanitizes it essentially, and then we'll deep clean it into our soap, um, really good cleaning soap, um, then rinse and then sanitize. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's great that you're not going through a hundred percent bottle. I mean, you can keep using them over yeah. and that's, yeah. that's awesome. So I don't want to ask this. I see you guys deliver, which I think is kind of funny. So I'm thinking like, can I, you know, I think it's funny in the sense like, like with Uber eats and all that. Now I can go get kombucha deliver type things, but are you, how's that working for you? Are people taking you up on the delivery options now? I mean, has that been well received? Yeah, we just started um, redoing delivery um, because in the summer we were way too busy trying to manage the markets. Um, So summers we generally tighten hold off on deliveries just Mm -hmm. so we can keep up. Um, And then the winter we just started reopening deliveries Um, and it's been going good um, because we noticed a lot of our regulars who would, we normally see at the markets stop going to the markets and instead are doing delivery. Um, Just as winter starts coming in, people don't want to go out as much. So makes it easier. Yeah. Well, I think that's really smart, though, that you give your, your clientele an op- a different way of, of still getting your product. And I, I many of our episodes lately have all been about COVID and how we quote unquote pivot. I hate that word, but pivoted during COVID to survive and all that stuff. But offering delivery, I think, is a great alternative. Going back to the farmer's markets once they opened up is they probably aren't as busy as they were. Yeah. But um I think you're making your loyal raving fans. They're the people that are going out and they appreciate you being at the market and being reliable and count, you know, that. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at some photographs and so you're going to have to help me out. You didn't know this was coming. Did you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> surprise. Yeah, surprise. No, this is really pretty simple. I am looking at some photographs of like, you have six pack of varieties going on here. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the strangest question, but what's the blue one? <laughs> we get that a lot. It's, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a spirulina, a blue spirulina. Um, okay. It's a blue uh, thing, and and it's uh, mango and um, what did we put in it? Um, a white, it was a white tea. A white tea. Was yeah, that? yeah, it was a yeah. white tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we do. Yeah, have a couple, yeah, I think we have another flavor that's also blue too. Yeah, we have another like we have a, two other blue ones. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. So how many flavors do you typically have going at any given time? And do you rotate them out seasonally? Like are there summer kombuchas and winter kombuchas or? 
or um, yeah, um, for the most part, just because um, you know farmers markets, so like seasonal fruits and all of that. Um, but what we try to do is uh, uh, buy bulk as much as we can if we do, and then freeze them or cut them and freeze them or okay. frozen from the vendors because some of them actually do that. Um, they'll freeze whatever they have left over. So um, we normally have about five flavors every yeah. week that we rotate every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are those? What are those five? standard flavors that you have every week uh they they vary because we oh come on now what's you gotta have something on you gotta have something that's the the go-to all the time we have like over 30 flavors so we what it's not like baskin robin's ice cream now come on seriously um like over 30 flavors so we try to rotate as much as possible especially for the summer when we're busy and doing markets um it's hard to get that all the flavors out there um but yeah we i think one flavor that we typically keep Every week uh, would be Purple Rain, which is our more popular one. Okay. Uh, yeah, that one's. So a, what's what is Purple Rain? What's what's it got in it? That one's a pea flower, lavender, and hibiscus, um, and it comes out nice and purple. It's nice. <laughs> oh, cool. Generally, our more sweeter flavor. So I think most like people who don't normally like kombucha tend mm-hmm. to gravitate towards that flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's why it's. The most popular, I believe. Okay, so that's okay. You stole my question. I was going to ask what the most popular one was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's that's the go-to. That's the most popular one. So that's the one that we would have almost every week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The other four flavors do change. Like this week, we'll have the healer, which is turmeric, ginger, and rose hips, Mm -hmm. Um, and then a hibiscus and ginger, um, and then mango and lychee. Yeah. So with the ginger, when I had a ginger um, cider the other day and it was, um, the ginger was overpowering. It was like, I like ginger, but it was, it was just, it was like, oh, this, is, this is a lot of ginger here. <laughs> yeah. How, how, cause I think ginger can be pretty overpowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, how, how do you, how do you kind of, I don't want to say ensure, but I guess I can't think of another word, ensure that uh, the ginger is not going to take over that flavor that you're, you're putting together. We don't use, so we don't juice our fruits or anything like that. Um, okay. We use like whole things. Um, okay. But for, um, so I think juicing the ginger in general gives it more of a stronger taste. The spicier. The spicier, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we have um, the organic um, dried ginger that we use. Um, oh, it's dried ginger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we use our organic dried ginger. It just gives it, um, I don't know. It doesn't give it more. It doesn't give it much of a spice to it. It's not too overpowering. Yeah. So we it's, we had to test it to make sure. So we have like the right measurements now. Where yeah. I think we know. Because <laughs> I mean, we've made a few that were a little too spicy. Yeah. <laughs> but we've kind of nailed down the ginger. Yeah. Um, for the most part. But it's just, so, everyone likes it different though. So like some people really want that really strong ginger taste and, or someone wants it more subtle. So we tried to go right in the middle where it's like, you can taste it, but it's not overpowering, but it's yeah. not what, you know, <laughs> the cider, the cider was like, Whoa. <laughs> wow. So you've got over 30 flavors. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to put people on the spot. There has to have been some, you guys, one of you had to come up with this idea, like let's, try this and this together this sounds good and it yeah. wasn't so there there must have been a failure along oh, the yeah. way <laughs> so what was the what was the flavor that you thought was going to be good that 
just didn't make it. Uh, I, yeah, I try to make a medicinal one. Um, okay. And I put blueberries, burdock roots, marshmallow, and elderberries, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, and elderberries. And it was, um, it was, it didn't taste good, but it was I mean, like very sour <laughs> and just like very medicinally that I was like, ooh, even for me, this is. <laughs> So how do you like, how do you like your kombucha then? Do you like it on the, I'm going to guess you don't like it on the sweet side. You like it more. Uh, right in the middle. Mi- okay. Yeah. I think right. it depends on the flavor. Yeah. I'm more like, okay. what am I in the mood for? Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, so, I mean, cause I have some flavors that like our customers like it sweet, but I'm like, I'm going to let it sit and ferment longer to get it a little more spicier yeah so so going back to the whole that it ferments in the bottle then so if something if you've got a a combo that's kind of on the sweet side today when you're delivering it to the farmer's market Mm -hmm. if i drank it today it's gonna be quote unquote sweet and if i let it sit out for a couple of days the 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 sweetness will go away then correct Mm -hmm. it'll become more yeah um Interesting. I guess sour, more sour. Yeah, we want to encourage our customers to play around with it because um, we do have customers that couples are like, I like it sweet. I like it tart. Um, I'm like, well, you know, you can always get a sweeter one. If it's too sweet for your liking, leave it out on the counter. Let it ferment for the day. Burp the lid um, to release some of the carbonation buildup. Um, taste it to see if it's to your liking. If it is, then pop it back in your fridge. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's Never. one of the benefits of not using juice because um, it's not going to go bad on your counter. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Good to know. Yeah. So what's what? So what's your favorite of all of yours? What's I'm going to put you on the spot. You got to pick one. What's the one kombucha that you're gonna? Um, it's probably our raspberry flavor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's raspberry and lychee and. I came up with the name because I just <laughs> blended the words together. She thought it was a terrible name. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's probably my favorite. <laughs> okay. And, and Liz, what's yours? Um, I like uh, the Midnight Oasis, which is um, mango, grapefruit peel, and um, pea flower. Um, okay. I like that one. It has a nice, like, uh, the grapefruit peel adds a nice little, like, tanginess to it, but the mango has a little bit of sweetness. So I like that one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Do you like yours more tart, more sweet? See, if I start sharing what kombuchas I've had, you'll probably just, like, hang up and disconnect because <laughs> I'm going to be, you know, be like the, you know, um, oh, what's the name of the, the one that's got the chia seeds in it? Um, that you see everywhere, you know, the gas station brand of, of kombucha that, you know, you can buy anywhere. So it's not, I'm, I never realized until just now that there would be a juice factor to it. So maybe um, is it GTS? No, I don't think GT, yeah. I think that's, that's one. I think that's oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tend to probably go for the sweeter. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm probably, yeah, I tend to go. I, I like ginger, but, it's it's so for me it's like it's either oh this is good to very very small good to very quick oh no too much yeah yeah yeah. i I tend to go for the sweeter stuff i'm gonna ask mackenzie mackenzie how about you what kombucha do you like (laughs) what mackenzie makes her own kombucha nice (laughs) okay 
So more on the tart more, side. More tart. <laughs> more on the tart side, because yes. Yes, more on the tart side. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your um, tap room. Are you partnering with a brewery for the beer or are you going to have rotating taps for that? What's the, tell us about this, this, I don't want to say soon, but <laughs> you will be opening it because folks, the tap room as of this recording is not open. We do not know when it will be open there. <laughs> so when, when the tap room opens, yes. are you working with a, a particular brewery or are you going to have rotating handles? What are you guys going to do? Uh, yeah. Our plan is to just have like a rotating tap um, that way we can, Mm-hmm. you know, support other businesses. Um, yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like working with, so yeah. Um, that's, that's great. Yeah. There's a few people in the farmer's markets that we've um, connected, connected with. with that we are most likely going to have possibly just to rotate um, for some of the beer taps that we're going to have. So, okay. Yeah. And you're going to be doing both mocktails and alcoholic beverages. Um, or is that yes. so phase two for the alcoholic beverages? Um, <laughs> uh, well, the cocktail mixes right now is, I guess, on hold. Um, okay. We're waiting to get our permit for that. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's um, the whole. But we're going to possibly do like um, beer or sangria mixes, um, wine or champagne mimosas with our kombucha, um, stuff like that. Um, yeah. I always, we do these so you can see each other and you're looking at my face. Nobody else can understand. <laughs> Did you say wine? Yeah. In kombucha mix? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a. Okay. Please explain. You got to yeah, just explain. Like a sangria type, you know, so we're like with the Pinot mixed with some kombucha and then add some fruits in it. Um, so make it like a nice, like uh, sangria. So essentially, but like a kombucha sangria. Yeah. Interesting. Or even like a kombucha mimosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some champagne, uh, champagne and a splash of or a good splash of kombucha. <laughs> really? Yeah, it tastes yeah. pretty good. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll also have other fermented drinks because um, we make other fermented beverages. Um, but like what? Uh, well, we make uh, tepache, uh, June, turmeric soda, ginger beer. But just because it's just us right now, we mm-hmm. haven't had like the capacity to sell that at the markets. But since we'll be hiring um, some help, we'll be able to be able to offer that yeah to our customers. What? That's very cool. So it's just your company's just the two of you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, we do okay. like seven markets in the summer, just between the both of us, and we also brew, um, do the deliveries, deliveries. To, the, you know, to our breweries that we have. Um, it's pretty crazy and hectic in the summer. But... When do you sleep, <laughs> or do you sleep? <laughs> in the summer times, not <laughs> really. Not so much. Okay. Catching up, we catch on sleep uh, in the winter. Yeah. In the winter, okay. Hibernate. Yeah, okay. Gee, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was just the two of you. That's yeah. Um... We did hire some help this year um, to work okay. a one of our market yeah but um yeah it was still very busy (laughs) very wow okay yeah so when we so one of the things we always like to ask people is when you're not working and when you're not drinking kombucha and and you're living your life (laughs) where's a place we can in washington state you probably say seattle and that's fine but you know in washington state where's a place that you like to go to get away from it all Mm. What's that waterfalls I like going to? Twin Falls. Twin Falls. Yeah. I really like going to Twin Falls, sitting by the river. 
Okay. Yeah. Just hanging out. It's, it's a very fun. easy hike. <laughs> that's, <laughs> why, that's why we like it. <laughs> we like easy hikes. <laughs> easy hikes are good. Yeah, but it's very beautiful. I mean, it's it's easy, but it's beautiful. But that's like the whole of Washington. Like, you just stop outside, and it's a beautiful scenery already. And that's why we fell in love with Washington. So, yeah, yeah. And where were you before? California. California. Orange County. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a big difference. Okay. Yeah. yeah we would definitely. go back and it'd be like, where's all the trees? Yeah. There's nothing. Right. Yeah. But you had Disneyland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. The fake right. Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So where do you like to go to grab a bite to eat? What's a, what's a place that you like to go that's not, I always have to add the qualifier, like not a chain. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, it's gotta be, you know, <laughs> what was that? I said taco time, but I was just kidding. Taco, well, it's a local chain. We might, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. If you said Taco Bell, we'd, we'd buzz you. Yeah, right. no, um, That's true. So. Uh, I, I mean, I think we uh, like, oh yeah. Fogon. Fogon is probably our, one of our go-tos. Um, no okay. matter what. It's a nice little Mexican like um, restaurant in Capitol Hill. Uh, okay. But it tastes like homemade. Yeah. It like tastes like food. a home. Like you go into someone's house and they're cooking like a homemade meal for you. That's what it tastes like. Um, like really? Made yeah. with love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> I have yet to be disappointed by Phil Gunn. Yeah. So part of the reason I run this podcast is so I can always get good ideas to go eat. So it's really, for me, that's like, that's, that's, this question is all about Scott. Like, where can you go? There's been some great suggestions. Um, how about another place? Throw, throw something else out. Uh, Kati vegan. Um, Thai. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, really good. Also. Um, okay. yeah, it's, it's vegan Thai food. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. it's really like, it's really good. Yes. Yeah, is, is, is is that on Capitol Hill or where's that at as well? South Lake Union, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie's giving me the thumbs up here in the corner. I, I think I'm of my eyes. So. <laughs> yeah, really good. We're not vegans, but um, <laughs> food is phenomenal. Okay. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, are you coffee drinkers? I mean, you moved to Seattle. Don't disappoint us. <laughs> We actually have a coffee place that we just found, Coffee Holic in um, Columbia City, and they have a okay. really good. Um, um, they call it a Coffee Holic Dream, which is uh, has with ube drizzle, um, and it's what? really good. Yeah, ube, ube. Do you know what ube is? No. So what is, uh, what is it's, it's like taro, essentially, kind of kind of like taro, but sweeter. Uh, so okay. Purple, purple, purple potato. Um, um, it's a Filipino food, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I am not. Um, Interesting. It's good though. Yeah, it's good. So that coffee, that coffee place has it and it's really good. Okay. It's yeah. Vietnamese okay. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Vietnamese coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, there was a phase when Kenzie was in high school that I went through a Vietnamese coffee phase. <laughs> They're so was, good. I didn't. I didn't sleep very much. Yeah, yeah. those are really strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's just yeah. And what's funny about it? Not to, not to be a snob, but the the coffee's actually Vietnamese coffee is not the highest quality coffee. If you're a coffee snob, but when you add it, when you do it right, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's delicious. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so let's just circle back though. 32 flavors. How did you guys start coming up with this? I mean, is there a, is there a giant kombucha recipe book on the internet that I'm not aware of? Or, I mean, what, how on earth did you come up with that many flavors? That Um, seems like a lot. It is a lot. I mean, we, I think just like to experiment in general. Uh, And um, I have a palette. um, I'm Filipino, so I have a palette of like I want to use a lot of Filipino ingredients um, to introduce to you know the markets because you don't really see much like that in kombucha, at least. Like even even though like lychee that we use, we don't see a lot of lychee. We do whenever we can find rambutan, we'll use that. Um, I do whenever we can get calamansi, which is like a Filipino lime, um, like a sweet lime. Um, we'll try to use that into our kombucha as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just finding exotic fruits, I think is a, is a cool one for us. <laughs> yeah. So did you grow up in the Philippines or are you? No, um, I grew up okay. here. Um, but you grew up in the States, but you, from a, a household that cooked Filipino food. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we had neighbors many, many years ago, we had neighbors who were Filipino and they had us over for dinner one night and it was just like, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't, I had no clue what Filipino food was and it was like, wow, this is awesome. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, I know. I miss my, some home cooked Filipino food. (laughs) So are there any, have you found any Filipino places in the Seattle? Is there much? um, I mean, we got in touch with um, Jan um, Parker. She does her uh, Filipino food in Tacoma Proctor Market. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Really good Filipino food. um, If you're ever in Tacoma area. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, down there once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And how about you from, from home? What do you miss? Um, I think same. I mean, <laughs> those home cooked meals. I mean, yeah. we miss our family the most. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. right. Do they come up to see you? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> have, you convinced, have you convinced them to move up or are they going to stay in Cambridge County? <laughs> uh, Jeanette's family actually is pretty close to looking at houses over here, actually. So, yeah. Okay. They're All right. Yeah. <laughs> They're considering that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Seattle housing prices. There we go. Yeah. Well, it's not as bad as California. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, but it's really, we've done our best to catch up in the last few years. I mean, yeah. Seattle, Seattle housing prices have gone crazy. Right. So. Very true. <laughs> Well, why don't we wrap this up and why don't you tell us where, what farmer's markets are you currently at during the winter, since this is, we'll call this winter time, mm-hmm. where can people find you um, to try out your kombuchas? Um, and maybe tell us a little bit about ordering them online because I saw we could do that as well and mm-hmm. we didn't touch on that during the interview per se. So why don't you share all that? Yeah, um, you can find us at the Proctor Farmer's Market in Tacoma on Saturday on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a year round market. Um, I think coming up, it's going to be switching to once a month market. Um, but as of right now, it's every Saturday, right? I think so. Yeah. And um, then okay. Capitol Hill is every Sunday mm-hmm. um, and that's all year round. So yeah. we will be at Capitol Hill every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our delivery, um, we do offer Free delivery with a minimum of $22. Um, basically, Seattle, Bellevue, Kirkland area. Yeah. Okay. Um, then it gets kind of far for us to drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we do that. Um, and then we're at on tap for, I mean, we've, I think we've mentioned some places already uh, on tap. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on making it for your first couple of years. That's I applaud anybody who 
Um, I don't know. Actually, I didn't ask you, what did you do before you started making kombucha? What were, what were you doing for livelihoods? Um, so me, I'm just, I was in management. So, um, back in California, I managed a pizza parlor, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. It's called biology. I managed that. Um, and then I moved to the supplement industry to be management in the supplement industry. So vitamin shop, um, back in California. And then I transferred over here to super supplements, um, okay. uh, as you guys know it here. <laughs> is that, the, is that the same company? Um, yes, I think vitamin, vitamin shop actually bought out super supplements. Like a- yeah, because I see vitamin shop and I've seen them a little in Washington State. Like yeah. it's almost like the branding's confusing. So I was wondering. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, management and then Jeanette. Um, and I was a finance director, so I do like accounting, um, which is why I do mostly of the bookkeeping. <laughs> she does okay. hands on. Yeah. Okay. So you've got the back of the house stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. It's important. You got to have that stuff to yeah. stay afloat. Yeah. But no, seriously, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I love talking to people that have, have taken the leap and gotten away. Nothing, nothing wrong with corporate America. No, no. But, <laughs> yeah. But just, if, you know, if you want to do something and you found something that's helped you and, and you, you believe in it enough that you go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and see if I can help others. And I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. That's Thank a you. goal. Yeah. Um, once we have our tap house open, I want to offer classes um, for people to start their businesses. Cause I mean, I've started quite a few other businesses that I've <laughs> sold. Um, oh, okay. Um, so I like want to help others. Cause I know I sometimes struggled, like, I don't know what kind of permanent licensing, where to go for help. Um, mm-hmm. So we do want to offer that. Yeah. Um, um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Our, that's awesome. Our tap house, we wanted to um, have like uh, like do how-to videos, or not videos, but I guess videos now because of COVID, but we wanted to hold how-to classes um, in our in our tap house on like just basic stuff, like what she said, like um, how to start your business or how to brew kombucha um, or just, you know, little how-tos here and there that or we just can... Using us as resources. Yes. Yeah. Like when, you know, some people don't have no one else to turn to, like we encourage people to ask us questions, ask us for help. Um, cause that's, that's the main goal. I mean, we originally wanted to get a bigger space than what we're getting now, um, to make it more of a community place for people to come hang out, to ask questions, to like learn. Um, so that's, that's, I guess the end goal. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I mean, no, because you want to, you want to start a business and, there, there is no, I don't want to say, well, there is no real clear roadmap as to what, what permit do you need for, to do this? Or do you need a permit? And it depends Mm -hmm. municipality, like in Tacoma, you've got to have a business permit to run a business out of your house. For example, Mm -hmm. did you, you, if you do that, you have to have a fire extinguisher in your house. I mean, (laughs) I know this because I had to get that and it was not that it's bad. You just don't know. Oh, I didn't know I needed a fire extinguisher, you know? And so it's, it's daunting for a lot of people to make that jump mm-hmm. and that's awesome. You guys want to, to help other people. I think that's, that's great. So, um, well, again, thank you for hopping on. I'm going to put some show notes when we, when we publish this, I'll put some show notes with links to, for people to find you, okay. how to find you and all that. And then, um, but thanks for being on and uh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for fun. having yeah, us. Thanks for having us. Anytime. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to sign off everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. 
Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.